It's episode 24 of the Toadstool Boardroom for the week of November 17th, 2022. Or should I call it Toadstool Boardroom U? You guys like that <laughs> name? My name is Logan Flatt. I'm joined this week by Odell Harmon Jr. Hey, 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 everybody. And Chris Shriver U. Sorry, Odell Harmon Jr. U. And Chris <laughs> Shriver U. Hello. If I seem and off today, I was boosted less than 24 hours ago. You've got boost power. I got boost power. You got boost power. <laughs> That's a great marketing campaign. <laughs> Come on, Nintendo, whip out a F Zero and, and get on there. All 20,000 of us from, will be excited. Yeah. You could tell from the cheeky introduction, we're talking about the Wii U this week. Uh, we are recording a little bit early because by the time this episode comes out, Odell will be romping about in Paldea, in the real life Paldea, for the yeah, release yeah. of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. So. Just so you know, if any big Nintendo news breaks between the Saturday, the 12th, we're recording this and the day it drops, we'll talk about that on next week's show, along with Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. But we're talking about the 10th anniversary of the Wii U. It launched on November 18th, 2012. It's crazy. It's been 10 years, and the Wii U has been dead for over half of that span. It had a a four and a half year life cycle, Uh, so five and a half years of its 10 years out there have been inactive. But we're going to talk all about the games. At the end of the show, we're going to count down the top 10 Wii U games based on the same ranking system we did from our GameCube episode a while back. So look forward to that. But we're going to start out by talking about just where we stand on the Wii U, personally. Before we get into the nitty-gritty of the hardware, the games, the experiments, the successes, the the failures, just when the Wii U came out, when it was announced, what's your personal story with it? Chris, we're going to start with you. And how do you feel about it now? Now that it's been 10 years, uh, it's it's crazy to think that it came out 10 years ago because I it's when uh, my wife and I like were really getting serious, like in our relationship um, in college. And um, I remember I remember pre-ordering it at the Best Buy near her apartment and going to pick it up. And I don't know why that light just turned on and thinking um, <laughs> I had a great idea. Um, it's like the Wii U gamepad advertising there's an eShop sale. It would just do that sometimes. And now Google's just talking to me. Anyway. Um, There's like something supernatural going on in Chris's house. Yeah, I don't know, right? what, I don't know what the deal is. It's, all, it's yeah. my boost power, probably. Um, <laughs> but I remember going to pick it up and like when I got, when the Wii came out, you know, we were all accustomed to, oh my God, they're impossible. Very similar to what it is today. They're impossible to find. If you walk into a store and there's a stack of them, you just buy it. Like you don't think about it because somebody wants one. Um, you know, in terms of the the PS5s and the the Series Xs out there. Um, yeah. And when I picked up the Wii U, I was the only person at Best Buy. And I remember, like, having this feeling in the pit of my stomach of, like, what's going on? Like, why isn't this a bigger deal? Um, the launch was a little weird. New Super Mario Brothers U, Zombie U. Um, it came packed in with Nintendo Same Land. Game. What's that? Sing Party. Sing Party, which I did not buy. Um, shame on you. Shame on me. But, yeah, yeah I remember uh, I made a little review video with my friend. We were trying to start a YouTube channel about it. Um, I really enjoyed... Oh, and Rayman Legends was, like, the one that I was, like, super hyped about. I played it at the Nintendo World Store in New York that uh, October. Um, it had, you know, features that aren't available within uh, the other releases because of the gamepad. Um, and I thought it was just so innovative at the time, um, you know, in like the height of iPad hype. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember like really trying to go to bat for the system and people just didn't want it. Like people didn't care. And I couldn't understand. I, I mean, I understand why today. Um, but it uh, there there are some very, very good games on that system that have made it to switch that like. Some are very, they're fine on the Switch, and some, like, just shouldn't even be on there. I think Captain Toad Treasure Tracker uh, is appalling on the Switch, quite honestly. I think uh, Mario Maker is kind of in the same boat. Like, the gamepad really does uh, elevate those experiences, and it's hard to replicate those. Um, I think the DS emulation was great. Um, Like, that dual, that, the use of the dual screen, it's a shame that Nintendo was the only, Nintendo and someone, and Ubisoft, really, they were the only ones that really tried hard and really like thought outside of the box. And I understand why they didn't. Um, there are other companies didn't, but um, I mean, overall, yeah. I mean, I enjoy my time with the Wii U. It's the best. 
it's one of the best emulation boxes you can buy today. Yes. Um, but it uh, it's all going away soon uh, legally. It's legally going. Yeah, away legally soon. it's going away soon. Yeah. Um, so like at this point, don't feel bad. But you yeah. know, as I wave my pirate flag. How about you, Odell? You, uh, how, how did you feel about the <laughs> Wii U on its launch and now ten years later? Um, so the Wii U actually has a special place in my heart because it came out during my internship with Game Informer. Mm. So, so yeah, so you know, it was nice to be on. That was the first time, like, oh, I'm on the cutting edge of you know. Of course, you know they had one from Nintendo and stuff like that, and I remember. So I couldn't get one because I was just this is this is a funny story. It's the duality of the uh, the Wii U. I couldn't get one because I was away from home and like none of the GameStops had pre-orders or whoever was pre-ordering. So one of the editors at the time, shout out to Joe Juba, was just like, "Yo, the Wii U is kind of trash. You want to buy my pre-order for me?" He didn't say that, but he was basically like, "I'm not feeling so hot on this. And if you want, if you want one, you can have my pre-order if you want to pay for it." And I was like, "Sure." So I got me a deluxe. And uh, I remember thinking, because again, I was like, only cursed like, households have the white eight gigabyte Wii. Yo, for real. <laughs> Why did they even make that? that? One. <laughs> yeah, that one's bad. Yeah. And so on YouTube, there's a Game Informer test chamber of us testing out uh, Nintendo Land before launch. And I remember thinking this is the greatest thing I ever experienced because Nintendo Land might be one of the best party games in all of video game creation, honestly. And so that had me really hot on the Wii. Like, the Wii U. Oh god, it's already started. But um so so I played Nintendo Land, you know, before it came out to the public, made a video about it for Game Informer, so I was just like all in. And um over the years, uh I remember I told my friend you could use two game pads and he bought a Wii U, and then we discovered you couldn't use two game pads, and he forever clowns me about that to this day. He'll be like, anytime like I say something that's wrong, he'll be like, You can use two game pads as his way of saying. Like he'll just never forget that, but um, and the SpongeBob be able to, it just yeah, never and, happened. In your defense, yeah. like that was going to be a feature, and then they just stopped because nobody, there weren't enough sales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, my my opinion after we after the Wii U's time on Earth was done, I was like, it really deserved better because people forget the Wii U looked graphically competitive to you know PlayStation and Xbox at the time. People forget that. It did not look bad for the time. It was, it was actually, a year before the PS4 and Xbox One, which yeah. didn't come out until 2013. So, yeah, but that yeah. blew it away pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so but I enjoyed it. But it, it got to the point, especially when I was looking at my collection, where it was just like a rare case of Nintendo. Where are the games? Like, I think the I think people the whole Nintendo doesn't have games outside Nintendo is solely because of the Wii U. Because the Wii really didn't have bad third-party support. People think it did, but it actually didn't. It had way more than you would give it credit for doing all sorts of crazy things. So that's my only downside about the Wii U is just like, it just needed the software. Other than that, I think it was pretty solid. Yeah, I love the Wii U, man. It is, it is, I, I, it's not anymore. I think that the Switch has certainly surpassed it, but I used to say the Wii U was my favorite Nintendo console. I it will always hold a really important place to me. I'm I'm in this industry because of the Wii U. Like I, that is why I cover games is because I got a Wii U. That's how I got into Nintendo voice chat was because there was very little coverage of the Wii U out there. And I got my Wii U and I'm like, I want to kind of get back into this because I had fallen off at the end of the Wii and the 3DS hadn't really quite taken off yet. There wasn't the, the killer software that it ended up eventually getting. And so, yeah, the Wii U is when I got really, really into Nintendo to the level that I am now, uh, and so I'll always love it for that. And I, I always, this is, these stories is always when my age is revealed. Uh, I was uh, a, I was a, what, sophomore in high school, I think, uh, or a freshman when the Wii U came out. And we passed on it at lunch. My, my family didn't go for it at lunch. Um, my dad was kind of transitioning into Xbox because he got the Call of Duty World at War on Wii with the zapper. Remember, remember that when, when Call of Duty was big on Wii? And eventually our neighbor convinced him to kind of upgrade to the 360 for Call of Duty instead. So our household was kind of moving away a little bit from Nintendo. And then in June of 2013, so like seven months after the console had come out, at when E3 was going on, my mom and sister were on a trip and uh, my dad was like, oh, we're going to do something fun this week while, while, the, while the girls were out of the house. And that ended up being getting a Wii U because Nintendo's first ever uh, digital E3 presentation was in 2013, the 
the big transition away from the stage show, which people at the time thought was spelling doom for Nintendo. Fast forward <laughs> 10 years, everybody and their uncle's doing it, the digital show, uh, which no one would have thought at the time. I, I bet Nintendo did. Uh, and then that was the event where they announced Mario 3D World, Mario Kart 8, and Smash Brothers. And that day we went to the store and bought a Wii U. Because I was like, yeah, we have to we have to have these games in the house. And all three of those games ended up being absolutely phenomenal. But there wasn't much else. And it, it was a, a lot of it. You look at the games list and you have to remember at the time, Nintendo was still splitting development between Wii U and 3DS. And that's not a problem they face anymore. It was their first leap into HD development, which is certainly why a lot of the games took so long to come out there they're still kind of figuring out hd development and just the fact that they were still supporting two platforms at once like there's just so many things that spelled doom for this thing right from the start but i loved owning one i thought it was a ton of fun uh there were a lot of misses like i bought pocket tournament on launch just because there was nothing else to play when that game came out i was like yeah i guess i'll i'll pick that up i didn't have a playstation 4 or an xbox one Oof. Uh, until 2017 so I only had really? a Wii U and a 3DS. Man. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, 2017 was a hell of a year because the Switch came out and I got a PS4. I, that was, I played Breath of the Wild, Odyssey, all the Uncharted's Last of Us in the same year. Oh, my was, God. My crazy. head would have exploded. Yeah. <laughs> time travel. Like, you're like a gamer time travel. Been like, look how far we've come. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was awesome. But yeah, I, I, I adore the Wii U. It's, it's quirky. It's weird. But the gamepad does lend itself to some really cool experiences that can't really be replicated. Like Chris was talking about on other hardware. Like if Mario maker had been a launch game, what what are you going to say? Except the steam deck. Except that's what I thought. Yeah. There, there's like, we're, we, we're getting to the point where we can form a, a boardroom bingo card. And Chris mentioning the steam deck <laughs> is definitely on the boardroom bingo card. But you look at like Mario maker, if, that had been launch software for the Wii U, and it had had a different name. I think we're looking at a totally different world where the Wii U sells, I don't know, 50 million and has a way better fate than it ended up having. Because it took them a while, but eventually some of the stuff that they were doing was really cool. And I think it could have been successful with a few minor tweaks. I want to agree with you, but like <laughs> there and we talked about it before we hopped on the call, like there are a ton of just absolute bangers that people that didn't own the Wii U now find synonymous with the switch because they didn't have a Wii U and like these games (laughs) right like these games did come out on the Wii U and it still didn't matter like the fact that Mario Kart 8 came out on the Wii U and people were just like okay like is insane to me (laughs) absolutely insane I gave that game a 10 out of 10 for the website I was writing for at the time as as it deserves yeah. So much of it is like the start is so important, right? And we look at that as as content creators too. It's like, man, if you do a podcast and it doesn't get any traction in the first few months, you might never. Like that it's yeah. so important how these things start and it's very much true with a product like the Wii U. It gets this narrative, it gets this baggage attached to it and I look at E3 2014. I look back at that year. That's one of the best shows they've ever done. That was one of the best digital event Nintendo Directs they've ever put on. It didn't move the needle at all. And I think after that was when they said, it's time to pull the plug on this thing and move on. Because at that E3, they revealed Splatoon. Yeah, it looked a little rough. Look at what it's turned into. They revealed Mario Maker. They had Smash Brothers and Amiibo. They had so many things that tried. They had Woolly World, Kirby and the Rainbow Curse, which is actually a pretty decent game. Xenoblade Chronicles X. They had so much. Yeah, it is. It's a good game. It's a good game. It's not great. It's a 7 out of 10, but it's good. They had so much stuff at that E3, one of their best shows ever, and just nobody cared. It was done. Mario Kart had come out the month before. They should have been building a lot of momentum, and it just didn't take off. And I think if that had been the, the console's first year... Oh, by the way, they also showed Zelda in that trailer. How do you mention that? The, the first Zelda reveal was in E3 24. If that had been the, the Wii U's first E3... We'd be looking at a different story. I think people had just already written it off of that. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about the the Wii U's reveal and stuff, and it's just like, I mean, we're gonna talk about this at some point, but I I firmly believe because I worked at GameStop a little bit, and this and I mean, this could have just been idiots in the area, but I I doubt it. 
I feel like the Wii U would have been instantly, I'm just going to put a number, 20% more successful if his name was not the Wii U. Oh, I'm, I'm dead serious. It was a terrible name. I mean, there yeah. was that. There was uh, trying to explain how it worked to non-tech folk or non-gaming folk was very difficult. Like the Switch, it's like you see this thing, you put it here, and now it's on your TV, and that's the end of the conversation. With the Wii U, it's like, well... You can kind of like you might be able to like go into the the other room, but like if the wall's too thick, like you really can't use it. And mm-hmm. um, if it's too far into your entertainment center, you can't really use it. And you know, like the the wireless capabilities of the gamepad really, uh, I think it was a lot for people to try and figure out. And then it was like, oh, but do I need new controllers? Well, some of the games use your uh, your Wii nunchucks and Wiimotes. But those and aren't in the box. That didn't come in the box. I know. No Wii Remote. All that came was the gamepad. It was that's baffling to me. With how many games in Nintendo Land need yeah, a Wii but think Remote? How many, even give you one. Think about how many Wii but, consoles were sold and, and were yeah. in, you know, in homes. Yeah. I think it's the same argument when they were shipping the new 3DS and uh 2DS and whatever without the with the charger. They were just like, you have one. You right. have probably yeah. multiple at this point. Yeah, Apple's gotten but to this, that point with, all, with their true. devices. But I think the thing is there, it's like, it just made it all the more confusing. Like, and completely turns away new consumers. Absolutely. Like you are fully banking on return on returning consumers. And what you got is we learned there are 13 million people that will buy a Nintendo console no matter what it is. That's, that's the Wii U. They've got the 10 million strong that I think is larger now because a lot more people have grown up with the Switch now. So that number has probably grown. But yeah, that, that's what we learned. And I have a list here on, on our doc of just the, the hardware with this thing. And it's like the gamepad, which in concept I love. Like some of the games that they were able to pull off because of that are very cool. But the battery life was terrible. The resolution, it was like a 540p screen. Yeah. Like that, the screen is terrible. There's no, off TV play is one of the coolest things that the Wii U does, which then turned into what the Switch is. And there's no dedicated button for it. It's like some games you have to go on the pause menu, some you hit minus. Like some, you just tap the screen. There's, there's just nothing. There's I think nothing. It's there's no Donkey Kong. You, ha- you like make a decision when you start playing, and it's like, are you yeah. doing TV mode? All right, and like, if, I, I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah. If you want to switch back, like you have to quit out of the game. Yeah, which is just bizarre. It's like it should have just been like the minus button it was yeah. always I thought the best way to do it. Um, but yeah, that was bizarre. And then the console, you had the eight gig version with no game or fifty bucks <laughs> for the thirty two with Nintendo. <laughs> It's like, man, who bought the white Wii U? Like, I have no idea. And it just looked bad. Let's be honest. The white Wii U just looked bad for it some did. reason. Yeah. Yeah. It the also... Pro controller with the, those sticks lined up on top? That, of that? Did we so, the Pro controller battery life... And, I mean, you could say the same about the Switch one, but, like, that was the first controller where the battery life for a wireless controller lasted, like, 40 hours, and it was insane. Mm-hmm. The problem was that it weighed nothing. Like, there's no weight, and it was that piano black, so it showed fingerprints. Um... But the feature that I feel like nobody ever talks about with the Wii U, and I used it, was the fact that you could set it up as a universal remote for your TV. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo TV. I you have that on could. my list. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, man. It had a TV button on the, the gamepad that you could use. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. It's like, all right, honey, let's sit down and, and watch the game. Okay, I'm going to pull out my remote that has two-hour battery life and is like, <laughs> a giant stone tablet and turn on my TV. Yeah. I had it. There's no way I had it on my nightstand. So like but Jess you used it. Oh yeah. Jess and I would like, we'd hop in my bed. I was still living with my parents at the time. We'd hop in my bed and we'd watch TV in my bedroom and I'd like, and just grab it. And, like, and then, you know, <laughs> do my thing. It was great. And it is like so nerdy. <laughs> it's so funny. Have you seen me? <laughs> hey, he's a married man now. That's all. I'm That's saying. right. It all worked out. Yeah. It all work out. Oh yeah. All right, so that's hardware. Also, the GameCube controller adapter, which everything is just a half step, and then the Switch is the full realization yeah. of the Wii U start. They had the GameCube controller adapter. It only worked with Smash Brothers. You yep. couldn't, it doesn't even function like in the main menu or anything. It's like Smash Brothers only, that is it. Uh, and now on the Switch, you can play any game you want. As long as you don't need an L, you can play any game you want with the GameCube controller. Uh, yeah, so. That was something that really frustrated me at the time. And that was the Wii U era. It was always like, wow, so close. Like every announcement had like a big, but this attached to it. And that was the Wii U era. But let's, let's get into some of the, some of the more positive things that happened 
the Wii, it was a failure, right? 13 million units, but I think it did Ooh. lead to a lot of good. I don't think Ooh. Nintendo would change how it went down because they learned a lot of valuable things. They have totally changed their marketing. They turned that around. The Switch is hardware. Yeah, the Joy-Cons have issues, but so many things with the Switch would not work as well as they did right out of the gate if it weren't for the Wii U when they were kind of toiling in the background when only 10 million people cared. Uh, and now 100 million people have what the Wii U turned into. So there are a lot of cool collaborations. And I think that we saw a more risky Nintendo during the Wii U era because they were just throwing everything at the wall to see what stuck. Just absolutely everything they tried. They did a ton more collaborations than we had ever really seen them do before. Like Hyrule Warriors was born from the Wii U era. Like, God, please just get a third party to make something with Link on the cover so people will buy this that's what it felt like at the time. You had the, the Jim Henson company do the, the puppets for E3 2015, the Star Fox Zero show. You that had was the, fun. Reggie Fizemek was during the Wii U era. You had Nintendo Directs really took off. They existed pre-Wii U, but they really turned into like a show, a presentation uh, during the Wii U and, and 3DS era. You had the Bowser and DK and Skylanders. You had Mario in Minecraft with the Super Mario Pack, which if that was there at launch... That would have been huge too. But it came like three years in and it's like nobody cares anymore. That would have been a big thing. But yeah, there were there some really cool experiments here. And then there were some misses like the year of Luigi, which is like the worst financial year in Nintendo <laughs> history. I loved the year of Luigi. I really did. What did you love about it? Talk about it. New Super Luigi U. Um, I, liked, I liked that we just got these like random spins on existing games that uh, we hadn't ever seen before. Like... One of my favorite releases from the Wii era, um, it was a Club Nintendo exclusive, was uh, Doc Lewis's Punch-Out. Like just the fact that they made that. I thought it was so like niche and neat. Um, and that's all the year of Luigi was, was games like that. It was like Dr. Luigi, uh, Super Luigi U. And then um, I love... Luigi Brothers. Which one? Luigi Brothers yeah. was unlockable in 3D World yeah. after you finished the game. Yeah. And then he like he was hidden in all the different places in 3D World and like it's still in the Switch release because like like why <laughs> would you remove it? It's like so random. Um, it's like a beautiful like if you know you know. Yeah, like, yeah. We play like a little like, tip of the hat. Luigi baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They haven't done anything like that since. No, cuz they have actually had content since they haven't well, really needed to. I guess I shouldn't say that. They did the they had Mario's twenty fifth anniversary or whatever it was. Thirty fifth. Or thirty fifth, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was okay with three D All Stars and Yeah, all that nonsense. Yeah. But yeah, the year Luigi was just hilarious. That was I, I just thought it was super funny. The random things they did. Doctor Luigi was very funny, but NES remix came out during the year of Luigi. Oh and there were some Luigi things in Fan there. of that. Great game. I I'll, I'll, okay, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Oh, what? <laughs> Going on what? the fan. Oh, you didn't like it? No. What? Talk about it. What didn't you like it, about it? It was one. It was uh, okay for such a software starved system. It felt like something cool. Like yeah, but it was like this is this isn't a game that's gonna get me through a month of game time. It's like hey, it's something fun. I'll play for a weekend and 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 that's and that's it. That's it's it's. It's so fun you're saying if it had dropped on the Switch in the middle of Breath of the Wild, Splatoon, Odyssey, you'd have been like, I love NES Remix. But the fact that it was lead on the charge, it didn't. Yeah, like, it was like, this This isn't... Which is fair. That's, that's this, a fair no, that's a totally fair assessment. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh... Yeah. Like, I feel like that was when they were at the point where they're like, look, the only people that bought this thing are like... The, oh no! We oh, lost no. it. All right, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see if it comes back. I'll remove the uh, the overlay for now. Um, where that one? Okay, Logan, I didn't I didn't mean to upset you so badly. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. he just was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> he was he like, I'm rethinking the whole show. That wasn't even an internet thing. My Discord just like crashed and oh, reloaded. Geez. Just out of nowhere. Uh, oh no, it was cool. Mine crashed at the top of the show, but like. That's why I was like click clacking. Like I couldn't see y'all for like the longest time. So like I was doing like little, let me go to a different channel and come back. But it, it eventually got itself together again. All right. Where should, where should we pick it up? Uh, so no, I mean, I was just saying that NES remix was, I feel like it came out at the point where they were just like the only people that 
uh, have bought this thing are the most diehard of diehard Nintendo fans. So, like, we might as well just, like, give them a little nostalgic drop, um, you know, turn all these games that they've played a thousand times on their heads and see what they yeah. do with it. And what Odell's talking about became kind of an unfortunate part of the Wii U's legacy was uh, now if they drop something cool like that, we, it would be a very, it'd be a very joyous day like in Nintendo fandom. But back then there were two lenses to everything. It was, is this game good? And is it going to move units? And yeah. I feel like that second half of the conversation is the one that always took over. I remember even listening to podcasts at the time. It was like, yeah, NES remix is great, but will this move units? And an argument was, it doesn't have to like, this is just, it's a very cool game. You have a Wii U. You don't have to worry about that. Like that's Nintendo's problem to worry about. Uh, but that that had become definitely a part of the Wii U's legacy was always kind of like looking ahead to when it was going to get better or in a lot of cases when it was going to be over. I think that we spent well over half of the Wii U's lifespan already talking about NX. It was like 2015, 20s, and the entirety of 2016 was like, what is NX? And that's all anyone talked about. It was where is Zelda? Oh, surprise, it's delayed again. Here's Twilight Princess HD. And where, what is the NX? And that was it. Because there was nothing else to talk about because the software lineup was just, it was just a desert. There was just nothing there. What 2016, I have this pulled up on the on the list of games. 2016 for the Wii U was Twilight Princess HD, Pocket Tournament, Star Fox Garden, Star Fox Zero, Ugh. Mario and Sonic at the Olympics, and Paper Mario Color Splash. That was the entire first party output for an entire year of a console. Honestly, some of the, wow. the worst games on the Wii U. Oh, and fall 2015, if you want to tack that on, is Amiibo Festival and Ultra Smash. Were the two oh, games that man. came out that fall. It was just, man, yeah, that's, from late oof, 2015 yikes. on. Like, when you're looking at a software lineup and your highlight is Twilight Princess HD, a game I love, but uh, a remaster of a GameCube game, yeah, the rest of these games are not good. Yeah. I enjoy Paper Mario more than Sticker Star, but it is not a good game. No. I couldn't even do it. And, you know, Paper... I, I like Super Paper Mario because I was like, oh, this is different, but I'm still having fun. So I like, I really had hope for the next two, but I don't know what happened there. Yeah. Origami King, probably the most underrated game on Switch. Mm. Yep. It, it, I won't say most, but definitely. Okay, it's after two crap Paper Marios, we have a legit good one, and everyone's just kind of like, yeah. I'm like, no. That, like people, people are upset. It's a seven out of ten. People are upset over Origami King because it doesn't have like new and interesting characters. It's just like you know rehashes. Bobby, of, Bobby wasn't great. Like that was like right? I was not expecting. Like with mm. this conversation for another time. Yeah, I'm, I feel so it, justified right now, Adele. I appreciate you. Origami <laughs> King is no a seven out of ten. It's a good game. I think it's appropriately rated. Yeah, that game has significant problems. It also Anyways. it also came out. At a time where I think we needed something to pass the time. Yeah, that was 2020, right? That was 20, yeah. July 2020. Uh, same day as Ghost of Tsushima. We decided we were... Uh, same day as Ghost of Tsushima, that's right. Uh, we decided we were postponing our wedding uh, the weekend that that came out. And that was how we coped. That's probably the other reason I'm like... Yeah, you, yeah. you got irrational. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good game, Logan. I agree. It is a good game. I, I I will meet you in the middle. I'll say it's at least an eight. Seven seems a little too. Now the combat, it's the same problem as Color Splash and Sticker Star. The combat is entirely pointless. It is you can run away and have the same experience as if you participated in every combat encounter. It's just not. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. Sorry. Back to the Wii U. Chris mentioned I have this on my list, DS games on the Wii U virtual console rather than the 3DS virtual console. I felt like it was a decision made out of like, maybe this will get people to buy the Wii U. Uh, and it's a sh that one's a shame because I would have loved to have DS games on 3DS, but they're just, they're just not there. And then something we haven't really talked about yet, Amiibo was an enormous part of the Wii U's legacy and, uh, and, and time because it happened in November of 2014, two years after launch. And basically every single project that came out on Wii U from that point on had Amiibo support. Varied in quality greatly. I, I think that, honestly, it usually was just a costume was the best that it was. Mario Maker, phenomenal Amiibo support. Being able to play the Mario Maker levels as, like, Mega Man and Sonic. Like, they got the third parties in there. Very cool. But then Hyrule Warriors, it's like, scan for rupees. And, like, that's kind of it. Like, 
yeah, it, it really varied in quality. I know Odell, Odell U is not on the Amiibo train, but Chris is. What do you think of Amiibo <laughs> in the Wii U era? So one of my favorite like stories of oh like of of just like my gaming life was with uh, the first batch of Amiibo that came out. I pre-ordered every single one from Best Buy, and I remember being oh, like, 12. I feel... Uh, Mario, Luigi, Peach, Donkey Kong. No, Louis, Luigi's been wave two. Was he really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. All I remember is that Marth and Villager were wave one, and they were part of my pre-order deal, and I went to Best Buy. I did an in-store pickup, and they were like, oh, we only got, like... You know, we were missing Villager and Marth. And then they canceled the order. Like, it wasn't like, oh, we'll just contact you when it comes in. And I remember, like, leaving the store and I had, like, a trash bag of Amiibo and just thinking, like, it's treason then. (laughs) 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 I was like, I have to get these things. Every every Amiibo fanatic has that moment. Yeah. That moment where they turned. And I could tell you mine right now. Uh, It's, I went, it was Wave 2, which was December. There were six figures in wave two. I, I spent six figures on Amiibo over the years, <laughs> but there were six figures in wave two. I walked into a Fred Meyer, which is like the Kroger chain in yep. the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, hey, go Kroger. They were, they had two Little Macs on the shelf, but I, I don't think I had a debit card yet. I was operating cash back in these days in 2014. Oh, the wild, wild west, sir. And so I was like, shoot, I left my cash at home. I left and I came back and both Little Macs were gone. And that was the moment where I was like, I'm getting every <laughs> single one of these damn things. And I have not looked back since. Splatoon. You got the Splatoon Amiibo. Uh, yep. Nice. Looking good. Yeah. Yeah, this came out yesterday. You know, I remember I, this is my anti-Amiibo story. I was like, there's no, like, if I was to ever get Amiibo, it would only be the Smash line. To me, it would be the Smash line. That's where I'm, I'm going to have the hard cut off any non-Smash Amiibo. so good. Which one? Window. The Zelda line is, the Zelda so line good. is oh. very good. Yeah. And I, re- I remember thinking, I was like, all right, Odell, if you get, there's no such thing as summon a Smash Amiibo. You're not going to be okay with like your mains. You're going to be like, what if I just get them all? And I'm like, that's like 30 plus characters, bro. Like, I don't know how many characters. Yeah, it was. And I was like, I, I can't, can't do it, man. Yeah. And I remember I resisted. And I remember the Marth craze. I remember the Marth craze was like the moment where God was like, see? This would have been you trying to get Marth, yep. a character you don't only care about. Amiibo was my introduction to Reddit, actually. That is one. The, uh, oh, uh-oh. What's going on today? See, Discord. when my Discord crashes, I just, like, click buttons. Discord yeah. is not having a good time today. No, all three of it is in one episode Discord. <laughs> yeah, just this is crazy. All, all right, you still rolling? You still I am, I am. Right? Yeah, okay. I'm going to have to. I'll just pick it up. Yeah. What was I saying? Oh, Amiibo was my introduction to Reddit. That is when I that is when I actually started using Reddit was because the Amiibo subreddit like had a ton of information and, and links to like Google spreadsheets on like there was when that, are these things coming out. Uh, what was the there was like uh, Amiibo Rooster or like Amiibo Chicken? The guy that worked there was a guy that worked at Amazon that uh, would get information about when Amiibo were going to drop, and he would like yeah. tell us in advance. Um, so we knew like what day to wake up at 5 a.m. and wait for the store like sites to refresh. And Super we... Bowl Sunday was one of those days. Yes, it was. My, my the Seahawks, my team were in the Super Bowl that day. They lost. It was terrible. Uh-huh. And it's the famous like, why didn't they run on the goal line play? Yeah. Marshawn Lynch. Why didn't they hand the ball? In? It was that day. And that day started with me going to Target and getting Rosalina and Toon Link and Bowser. And that was the only time mm. I've ever seen Rosalina in person was that day. Yeah, oh, it's crazy. Wait, you, you still haven't gotten free. her? No, I got, I got her. I, oh, got okay. her. I got her on that day, yeah. Okay. I was successful. Um, so that was the only day I saw her in the store was that one day. And now that's a very expensive Amiibo. Yeah. But that was Wave 3, and Wave 3 was like four different subwaves. Like Nintendo was just like, yep, Wave 3 has these 12 figures. And then it was like, okay, these three come out this day. Then Sonic came out on like the 20th of February in very limited quantities. I don't know why I remember all these dates. I just do. Yeah, it was it was a crazy time. There was but, that, and then you also had store exclusives. Like I remember, uh, um, yeah. who's the Pel? It's not Paldea, but Palutena was Palutena was exclusive to Amazon, and then Jigglypuff was Target. I remember that. Yeah, Doctor Mario was Target. Yep, I, I actually imported I my Doctor Mario from I, Japan. 
I won a Jigglypuff Amiibo at uh, at PAX one year. Oh wow! Oh, nice. Did you get rid of it because you're like I can't have any? Um, I think I gave it to somebody. <laughs> like, yeah, I sure you did. Nothing in no, the house. Like, it, you know, it was like you know a three year old like, oh man, I wanted it, and it was like, man, I'm gonna collect Amiibo. Here you go. Oh, that's Honestly, nice of you. When I reflect on the Wii U era, I'm like, I think that Amiibo is a huge reason that it felt like more was happening than actually was. Yeah. Because there weren't very many games to play, but there were always Amiibo to hunt for. Yeah. And they rained a lot of money out of us because, like I said, I didn't have a PlayStation. Like, there wasn't much happening for me game-wise those years, but it was it was, it was was very much a game in of itself to collect all the Amiibo. Check them I'm off. trying to like look. Like a game. One of my favorite... What do you think? Oh, go ahead, Odo. I was going to say, I wonder how many Amiibos were moved compared to the 13 million we use. Well, they said Amiibo what? 77 million? 70? 70 million? Yeah. 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 It's crazy. Well, I have like 125, I think. I have every Smash Line. Ooh. I have every Smash Line variant. Um, I have some of the Mario line. Uh, I did get to a point pieces. where I, I regret not getting Wario because um, he's like my he's favorite. He, and he's, he's expensive now. And I'm like, oh, man. Um, I have every Zelda and I have almost every Splatoon. I think I, I'm missing one of the variants for Splatoon because um, it was just like, I don't, they do the same thing. I don't, I'm not that into this franchise. Like, uh, it's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Zelda ones are really, really cool. One of my favorite things, though, about Amiibo um, is looking at like the ones that came out in wave one and how just like garbage they are. <laughs> and then there's a few like Mario still looks great. Yeah. But not many of the others. Do. Yeah. Some of them yeah. are real, real rough. Um, and then like, if you look at the comparisons of Marth's face, cause those changed, uh, over the years, the bendy sword. Yeah. The bendy sword. <laughs> um, yeah. And now they're like, I feel like all of them, like these ones, like these are incredible. The, uh, like the detail on these. Well, the big amiibo price increase of, 2017 yeah. is what led to the better quality. And I'm all for that. I think that, like, you look at the quality of the, like, Smash Ultimate figures, like, that Banjo-Kazooie for $16, it's it's just an amazing deal. Like, I'm a huge Dragon Quest Eleven fan. Getting a hero for 16 bucks rather than, like, the the ones from, like, PlayAsia that are, like, $80. It's yeah. Like, nah, it's just, like, it is such a nice way. Like, uh, a friend of mine is a huge Persona fan and a huge Dragon Quest fan. The only two amiibo he has is Joker and Hero because he's like, yeah, I'm like, I'm not going to pay for the expensive high quality figures of these, but amiibo are good enough now. They weren't always. No. But since that price increase when the Switch came out, they've they've been a really, really nice quality. What hurt me was uh, Best Buy used to have Gamers Club, so you get 20% off everything. So I would get 20% off amiibo and then they... That ended when the price hike happened. So now when I get Amiibo, I'm like, do I really need this? The answer is always <laughs> and there yes. They are on the yeah, and there they are. There I haven't they are. Pick mine up yet. I'm doing an in-store pickup for those. I got run out. I did tell y'all what's the Amiibo that broke me, right? Did I ever tell y'all that story? The Mega Yarn Yoshi. Yeah, it was Yarn Yoshi. It, that, that broke me. It, it broke me bad. Well, that's a good one to have because it's like $400 <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, it's super it's rare like now. Insanely expensive. That I never Poochie, that I think, is rare. Poochie is crazy rare. Yeah. Yeah. That was one I almost Amiibo. bought several times and never did. Yeah, I don't have any of the yarns. I stayed away. I stayed away from that. I, don't I did. I imported, I imported the yarn Yoshi because they came out in Japan first. So I imported every color and I got two of the pink ones. Um, and I gave it my when my first niece was born. I gave it to my brother, and that was like well, that's her, one of her first uh, toys. I think she still has it. And she's gonna be a amiibo collector. Yeah, I mean, they play Switch. <laughs> All right, that's enough on Amiibo. We got to do a big Amiibo show. Yeah. Uh, when when that turns 10 years old in two years. But let's keep talking about the Wii U. We, we already hit Nintendo TV. We hit NES Remix. Uh, we, one thing I think that was kind of a big deal that just fits into the narrative of everything that happened in the Wii U era really set up the Switch era and the Smash Brothers hype cycle was just as good on for Smash Wii U 3DS as it was for Ultimate. It didn't have as many eyes on it because not as many people cared about Smash at the time, but you talk about the cloud reveal for Smash 4? That was bonkers. That was crazy when that happened. All the wonderings of, of who was going to be in it. Back then, we were still wondering about Returners because it wasn't the everyone is here. Like For a long time, people were like, is Ness in this thing? Yes, he's in there. Then the game leaked, and you're like, Duck Hunt Dog is in this game? Like, it was just, 
it was crazy. It was super fun. I think that Smash Wii U is a phenomenal game. Ultimate outpaces it in pretty much every way. So people don't really talk about Smash Wii U anymore, but that introduced eight players. It brought back the game. It brought the GameCube adapter in. It had a stage creator with the gamepad that was actually pretty fun to do. Like there's a lot of good going on in those two games. I think it was the first one that had like other than well, other than maybe Brawl. Like you could play with so many different controller schemes with that game. Like you could hook a 3DS up to a Wii U and use yep. that as a controller, which is insane to me. Yeah. Bro, you like people who play Smash, yeah, oh yeah, I like it. People, I was gonna say, people who played uh, Smash with a uh, Wiimote turning sideways were either just idiots who didn't know what they're getting themselves into, or someone who's about to piss you off really bad. Yep, <laughs> just wreck you sideways. <laughs> like yeah. I felt like that was like, in, like that was, like that was damn near like spitting in my mother's face. Like beating me with a Wiimote turning sideways was like no, the greatest not, insult. I, yeah, I, I don't suck this bad. It'd be like. I, I I don't suck this bad. We we got we got to do like best out of ten or something. I, I don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, we should get into our top ten list here uh, before we go on too long. Last thing I will say that I think had a big impact on the Wii U era was Satoru Iwata's passing happened mm. in July of 2015, and I think that was a I think that honestly kind of threw Nintendo into an identity crisis for the remainder of that era. We didn't see as many Nintendo directs. Uh, past that granted they didn't have much to show but um that really changed their formats up for that uh they didn't really have front-facing people at nintendo as much anymore yeah you had miyamoto and then you have your game specific people like aonuma but now koizumi has kind of taken on that role as the as the presenter of nintendo direct but that was that was something that was like extremely shocking at the time when it happened when um i remember in star fox zero there's the tribute to him at the end of the game and yeah, that, that definitely had a big impact i think on the on the wii u era and is part of its legacy too i agree okay yeah so yeah. rest in peace to water i remember i, remember I still th- miss that man that was he was he was just phenomenal oh yeah and the awada asks that would come out on uh, nintendo's website i would read those all the time uh great book if you've never read it um yep ask awada yeah ask awada is a great book um and i remember the day he died i went to GameStop and bought uh, Kirby uh, the yarn. uh, Kirby's yarn. Epic yarn? Epic yarn. Epic yarn? Yeah. Bought that at GameStop and then played it like all the way through that whole week. And I was just like, I'm mourning. (laughs) (laughs) That's a very cozy, cute game. Yeah. For that time. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our top 10 now. Top 10 Wii U games. Uh, A lot of these are on Switch. We really had no rhyme or reason to this. I told you guys anything goes. So it led to kind of a wonky list because like <laughs> only one of us had Breath of the Wild on their list because I didn't play it there. Like that's not a Wii U game to me, even though it is. I didn't know what to do with it. I chose to leave it off. I have no it's problem taking it off the list for the record. <laughs> Kurt, uh, Chris, but, Chris didn't even entertain the idea of me having but it. But then there's <laughs> other games on here that are on Switch too. So it's like it doesn't matter. Yeah, like, I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just so like I put it Mario Kart 8 on there even though well, no, Mario Kart 8, I feel like it's justifiably both because it wasn't like yeah, absolute launch or nothing. Yeah. Yeah, no. So, yeah, this this kind of weird list. I like it, though. Uh, some fun stats about this before we get into it. We're going to we're not going to take so long on this as we did our GameCube list. We're going to go like about a minute for each game. We'll get out of here in about 10, 15 minutes. There were we each provided our own top tens and then I synthesized it as I did with the GameCube list. Go check out that episode. You won't believe number one. Uh, that's my BuzzFeed, my BuzzFeed <laughs> promo for our GameCube episode. <laughs> Across 30 potential slots, if we had all had 10 unique top 10s, only 14 games were listed. That kind of proves, like, the cream of the crop in the Wii U is the cream of the crop, and there's nothing else. Like, that is what this told me, This which wow. I already kind of knew, but that's what this exercise taught me, is like, yeah, there are about 15 to 20 really good games on the Wii U, very good experiences, and then beyond that, there's not much. The games that didn't make it, I'll tell you after to keep some suspense for the list. So let's get started at number 10 with nine points, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. I think this one's criminally low. I think it's way, I think it should be a lot higher than this. Uh, this uh, is like, this is one of the smartest games uh, on, this is one of the smartest puzzle games of all time. I love its puzzles. It has endless charm. It is somehow an awesome follow-up to 3D World even though the game styles are like completely different. Like it really does feel like a weird spin-off sequel of that game. And it makes sense. The levels are in there, but 
yeah, the, the boss fights are fun. Toad is adorable when he's just like cowering in fear while he's hiding in some of these levels. Uh, and the, it's a great use of the Wii U. Like Chris was saying, the gamepad is essential for this game. The Switch port is, I think, still worth playing if you didn't have a Wii U. But me playing it, who played this game on Wii U, I was like, man, this will never be the definitive version. Trash. <laughs> Trash, Chris says. Yeah, you voted for this one, too. Yeah, I have very fond memories uh, playing this on the Wii U. It, I mean, you know, everything you said, it... Um, it follows that 3d world art style that I really, really loved, um, and kind of does its own thing with it. Um, I like how, I like how small toad is compared to like everything else in this game. I really like the puzzle design. Um, I think it's one of the smartest uses of the Wii U gamepad next to Nintendo land, um, that we, we got. Um, and, it's a shame. That was an E3 2014 also. That was the same E3. Yes. I knew I was missing the big gamepad one. Yeah. Yeah, I was there. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, hands down, love this game on the Wii U. Um, I've never finished it on Switch because every time I play it, I get frustrated. Yeah. yeah. I finished it. I didn't 100% it like I did on, on Wii U. But yeah, I like I... to number nine. 100% it, for Which sure. I think is... I have a question here on our doc, which is, what is the Wii U's legacy? I think your answer is right here. Number nine is Splatoon. I think that truly is like the biggest thing that people remember from the Wii U because of how huge it is now. It got its start there. It used the gamepad in pretty good ways with the map and jumping, jumping to your teammates uh, and the motion controls. Like that is still the most efficient way to super jump. It is. I yeah. Miss it. yeah. I forget to super jump in Splatoon two and three because I don't. I'm not just looking down at the map. Like it's. It was such a smart use of that. And the gamepad was often relegated to a map, but this was the smartest use of it. Like tracking the turf. Like I don't check the turf as much either. But on the Wii U, it was like it was almost a little bit of a different game where you're like, all right, where do I need to go right now? Right. Uh, based yeah. on how this is unfolding. The only time I checked the turf is like, oh, yeah, a minute left. I just died. Oh, crap. We're actually losing. Whoop. <laughs> yeah. Splatoon 1 is great. It's single player is the weakest of the three. It had content issues at launch. But by the time that thing was done two years later, it had a ton of content. Splatfests were great. Like it really established what this franchise still is through its second and third entries. Who for this one? I, voted I did. For it. I did. I think we all did, but it was I had just a little lower on all of ours. Number four is where I yeah. had it. Okay. Well, Mine yeah, was it. definitely in the second half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, I think you put it at 10th. I think, yeah, it was your last entry on your list, but it is great. Number eight. I think this one's criminally low. Super Smash Brothers for Wii U is number eight. Uh, one of you didn't have it on your list, and I need to know why. <laughs> uh, I, I made this uh, list in a uh, boosted state of mind. <laughs> I will say that. Like, I, I made it, like, right before I fell asleep. And when I came back and sat down, I was like, oh, my God. What have I done? <laughs> um, <laughs> but at the same time, like, I, like you said earlier, like, nobody talks about this game. And it's not that it's not a phenomenal game. Like, it's amazing. It's an amazing game. But uh, it's it is hard to... And, and it's, it's difficult because like you could say this about like most of the games on this list. Um, it's hard to not look at Smash Brothers for the Wii U and think, well, Ultimate's just better. You know, Ultimate is just a more complete package all around. Um, but that's how I feel about it. Yeah, it is an unfair comparison, but it's like you can say the same about Splatoon, but Smash, Smash for Wii U and Smash Ultimate do have very similar art styles. Uh, Smash Force thing was like crazy character crossovers. Ultimate took that and cranked it up to levels we couldn't have even foreseen. And <laughs> yeah. it's just like everything Wii U did, Ultimate just does on a much grander scale. Like Wii U had eight-player Smash. It was a separate mode, and you could only do it on like ten stages. Ultimate's like, screw it. Do it on small battlefield. I don't care. Like yeah. You can play with eight people on any stage. So it's like, yeah, it, it is just, you look at it now, and it's like, there's no reason to really play that game uh, yeah. because Ultimate plays better too. Yeah. So and it Smash, is the forgotten Smash. Yeah, and Smash Force defense, like I mean, Ultimate is it is true to its namesake. It's better than Melee. Yes, it is, people. It's better than Melee. Get get off that high horse. But I, I to me, the real reason because I love all the Smash. The real reason I couldn't rate this higher is because uh, Smash for you for Wii U was such a very like you had to have a local community. 
Like Smash yeah. Ultimate Online isn't the best, but people forget Smash 4's online was basically unplayable. Literally, not yeah, not figuratively, true. not like all oh, the ping. Like, no. I can't think of a time I actually maybe completed a match. Yeah. That bad. I, I definitely was able to, but it was not great. Ultimates isn't great either. I also think, last thing on Smash is that it's also a little bit overshadowed by Smash 3DS. So it's like you have these two games that are so similar to Smash Wii U. One of them is the, it's a, it's a technical feat, in my opinion. I think Smash 3DS works way better than it should. Like, I think it's a great, and it came out a month and a half before. So by the time Wii U rolled around, we knew the character roster. It didn't feel like, holy crap, it's a new Smash Brothers. It's like, yeah, it's the HD version, but we've been playing this. I had like 80 hours in Smash 3DS by the time Wii U rolled around. So it's like, it didn't feel like the newest, hottest thing because of 3DS and the Ultimate is like just a better version of Wii U. So it's, I think that's why it's the the, the Smash that's lost to time because uh, it has the least uniqueness among all of them. It and also had that E3 controversy when those two Bayonetta players just, you know, sat there and charged up the whole time. Kudos the to The Evo, yeah. Yeah, the Evo <laughs> 2017. That was the last Evo before Ultimate, I think. But that is that's our number eight, our number seven, with fifteen points. Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. This is an outstanding game. I'll admit though, I never finished it on Wii U. I finally finished it on the Switch version. But seriously, one of my favorite two D platformers of all time. Like if I made a list, it'd be it'd be in my top top five two D platformers of all time. I adore this game. Uh, you guys, you guys both had this one. Who wants to speak on it? I'll go first. All right. I mean, it's to to me, it's it's, it's kind of like Donkey Kong Country Returns was good this was great you know it just it just did everything right in the right direction i remember being worried because i was like i don't want an entire ice theme for an entire game granted i was wrong they still had very despite having that ice motif forever present the worlds were very varied and good the silhouette stages is something i still think is amazing i i it, it i feel like more games need silhouette stages i don't care if it gets played out that's just how good they are and, you know, Returns, and then you had Tropical Freeze. So you're thinking, like, yeah, Donkey Kong's back. Yeah, we're going to get this Donkey Kong train rolling. And then just... Where is it? Cr- <laughs> just crickets. Yeah. Straight crickets. Yeah. Chris, DK? It's, it's the game that Nintendo will not put on sale, like, infamously, um, on the mm-hmm. Switch, at least, uh, below $40. Uh, no, it's a great... Uh, returns... Returns was exciting because it was like, oh, wow, like it really feel it feels like we're going back to the Super Nintendo days a little bit. Um, but I think you had mentioned it. I don't remember who was on the show or when we were just chit chatting. Um, Returns is very uh, it has a lot of gimmicky components to it um, yes. because of it being on the Wii and it being with a Wiimote and like you're, you're blowing water. on flowers and all that, you know, happy stuff. Um and then you play Tropical Freeze, and it it just feels like a much more uh, centered. It understood what it was, um, just more hardcore experience. Um, like that game is tough as nails. Bosses are the only part I don't like. They are they are sometimes unfair and have no checkpointing. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. The bosses are the only part that kind of hit a wall with in that game. But yeah, the levels. I love how weighty DK feels. Yep. Like it, I love how he controls. I think that the adding in Dixie and Cranky compared to just Diddy in Returns is great. Yeah, that's it's such a phenomenal game. Amazing soundtrack also. All right, number number six. The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD. We've talked about Wind Waker a lot recently, so <laughs> we won't really stick on it too much. An amazing remake of an amazing game. Fix some of the warts. The swift sailing is great. Yeah, Wind Waker is great. We've talked about it a ton. Go check out our GameCube episode or our 3D Zelda episode. It appears on both of those also. We love Wind Biker. That brings us to the top five, though. Odell's number one pick, Nintendo <laughs> Land, comes in at number five. We talked about this one a little bit already, but I just want to ask here in this segment, what's the best game in Nintendo Land? Luigi's Haunted Mansion. Okay. Easily. Really? Really? E- either that or the little Donkey Kong machine thingy that that took me forever and made me lose my religion (laughs) i like the dk one i would say it's uh mario chase i think is my favorite that one is just that is the one to me where it sells the wii u where it's you have the toads at one player's mario 
and then four players can be towed, and you're just chasing them around these levels. And they have the camera on the gamepad, so you can see the runner's face in the corner of your TV screen, like looking all scared when they're running around. That one is super fun, and the one we would always play when friends would come over. Or I really like the Zelda one. I think the Zelda one's fun. It's because it's basically like sword play from Wii Sports Resort, but with the Zelda skin thrown on top of it. And I thought that one was fun. You know, I had a thing for the Animal Crossing one, honestly, outside of Luigi's. Mm -hmm. What about you, Chris? I'm going to have to replay Nintendo Land. Like, it's been (laughs) it's been a really long time. Um, The Metroid one is offensive. And now that I'm an F-Zero fan, I went back and played that. Wow, that is so bad. It is the thing we've gotten of F-Zero. And it is offensively terrible. I remember the slowest thing ever. I remember really thinking, I mean, like you said, uh, thinking that Mario Chase was the the best, like, that was the best example of, like, this is what the system can do, asymmetrical gameplay. Like, if you didn't understand it from that game, like, you were never going to get it. Um, I remember really liking the Metroid one, but I don't... I feel like I was just excited because it was Metroid content. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's just... It's more like Halo than Metroid, right? It's just like a firefight. Yeah, that was yeah. probably, you know, I was, I was a, a college kid. Blasty, Man, so, no, so no one loved the Luigi one? I thought I that was like a maze ball. I don't remember the right. Luigi one. You are hunting for a ghost with flashlights. The ghost has the gamepad. So it's kind of similar to the Mario one, but I just liked how the Mario one did it a little better. But it's good. There's some clunkers in there, though, too. Like I'm going to have to replay this game. The, Pikmin game. the Shuriken game was whack. Yeah, it was the Shuriken game. game was not good. I would, I would get like unreasonably frustrated at that game. But it was also really bad. So that's your number one pick. Now we move to number four, <laughs> which is Chris Yu's number one pick. And that's The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, yeah. which is the number one Wii U game. I have the Wii U copy. I bought it cheap, but I've never played it. It's the best, <laughs> it's the best one to mod. Um, fun okay, fact. That's right. Yeah, yeah, it's the best one if you want to you know, crank it up to 4K, 60 FPS, all the crazy settings. That's the one to do. Um, there are cheats galore for that game available in Simu, uh, built by the community. Um, yeah, I mean, I played this game on the Switch, but uh, when I was looking at the the list of Wii U games again in my uh, boosted state, I um, I was like, well, it's got to be Breath of the Wild, right? It's like it's the best thing since sliced bread. So <laughs> I throw that number one. What I'll say about Breath of the Wild on on Wii U kind of just makes me think about why I think the Wii U isn't going to be super memorable for a long time is because. It doesn't have its own Zelda. Like Breath of the Wild is a Switch game yeah. in the collective conscious. The only other Zelda games it has are remakes of GameCube games. And it's like, yeah, it doesn't have its own Zelda. Every other Nintendo console, not like the Virtual Boy, but every other one does. And the Wii U doesn't. Uh, the Switch the Switch doesn't have its own exclusive one yet. It's coming. It's coming soon, with next year. Like it has remakes and I guess Cadence of Hyrule and Hyrule Warriors, but... Like what? Is the original Hyrule Warriors the Wii U Zelda Legacy? Like kind of, kind of. Like that's Ouch. it. Oof. Yeah. Oof. And, and and then you even look at what Mario crossbow like training, GameCube Sunshine, sixty four, sixty four, Wii Galaxy Switch Odyssey, and I love three D World to death, but it does not have that same uh, that same it factor that these. Thank other you. Oh my have. God! I'm tired no, of I'm people not. telling me it's like better than sixty four Sunshine or Galaxy. I just don't Are think you, that it has as much. You know what? I want the show to keep going. Of if I had to eliminate, <laughs> the show to keep going. I if want I, the show to keep. Whoa, whoa! Oh, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm being honest. This is my hot take for the week. If I had to eliminate from existence, not counting the influences had on the industry, 64 and Sunshine and Galaxy or 3D World, I'm keeping 3D World. I like it more than all of those by so much. Oh, man. Where's my cane? Because the youth these days. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's man, my grandma point. was right, man. The, the, I'm worried about the future with y'all trains. Okay. Woo. Yeah, right. Woo. Have Switch you? Have, real, no, the Wii U doesn't have its identity because <laughs> it's lacking these big titles. Real quick off-topic off thing. Odell, have you done Render 96 yet? What's that? That's the uh, the PC port of Mario 64 with uh, they redid all of the, the artwork so that it looks like like what you see in the manual. Ooh. Have you seen that yet? You know what? 
No, I've I've, I've I've probably seen a YouTube video, but you know they do those. I probably have just arbitrarily yeah, seen, but definitely yeah, yeah. not played it. I'll uh, I'll send you uh, the trailer for it. I, I did it a couple weeks ago. It's pretty cool. All right, yeah. All right. Hot take. That was that was Breath of the Wild though. It wasn't even Mario. We'll get to Mario. <laughs> uh, number three is my number one pick, which you guys also voted for. When I sat down to rank this list, I was like, "What is the Wii U going to be remembered for?" And I really think its greatest achievement is Super Mario Maker. I think that game is so brilliant. I think the way that they took creation and gave it to the masses in such an intuitive way is really unmatched. Like, Little Big Planet, get out of here. WarioWare DIY, like that game, but get out of here. Like, Mario Maker's customization is unbelievable. You look at Super Mario Bros. 5 and the Mario Maker 2 project. That game's great. Mario Maker 2 is not as good. Uh, just, I, I love playing Mario Maker on the gamepad. Looking down at the gamepad, making the level, looking up at the TV, trying the level. I just think that is... And the Amiibo costumes are lacking from Mario Maker 2. Mario Maker 1 is just genius. It's what the Wii U was made for. So I picked it as the best Wii U game. And came in at number three as our list, and I'm not mad about the two that beat it. That's fair. Right? Yeah. Mario Maker. I love that game. And I love Builder Mario. That's what I play as an Odyssey. I love the yellow. <laughs> oh, Builder yeah. Builder Mario with the hard hat. Yeah. Bob the Top Builder. two. This was just contentious a moment ago. Super Mario 3D World comes in at number <laughs> I adore this game. It's just a blast. One of the best co-op games of all time. Let's hear from Chris on 3D World since uh, Odell has made his feelings known. Uh, there are there are three games that my wife and I have played at least three times, three or four times over the course of our relationship. This is one of them. Um, this is one of the best co-op games uh, ever made. Uh, especially well like specifically if you're into platformers um i think the way that it it doesn't spend too much time uh doing like one specific thing with a level um the levels aren't that long um it just it really moves at a good clip like if you have a good like two or three hours to play in super mario 3d world uh with somebody that knows what they're doing uh you can cover a lot of ground and uh, it's also like a little bit chaotic. Like if the person's just like slightly competitive because you're trying to get the, uh, the crown, like you want to get the most amount of points and everything. Um, like that's just such a, a smart way to get people like we're working together, but also I hate you. Um, yep. it's, I mean, I, I adore this game. I really do. And Odell liked it. He just doesn't like it as much as what? 3d Mario's My biggest issue with 3d world. People always say that like, it it it's not as great as a, as a single player game, and that's primarily how I experience the game. Yeah, that's fair. And playing this that game. Yeah, playing this game alone, uh, it does not it's like hit. 3D land. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah, it does not hit nearly as as hard. All right, games that didn't make our list: Hyrule Warriors. I voted for. No one else did. Uh, Pikmin Three. Only Chris voted for it. Great game. It was my number eleven. Just missed. Wow. It just missed for me. Uh, Woolly World. I also voted for, and. Uh, Oh, don't vote. No. Didn't quite make it. It was very low on both our list. And you two both voted for Rayman Legends. I yeah, need yeah, to yeah. play that game. Dude. It, it was the first off. It was our number 11th. I need to play that game because it looks amazing. I just haven't gotten around to it. <sighs> it has the best musical level in any game I've ever played in Eye the Tiger. Yep. Those are our honorable mentions leading to our number one. You know what it is. It's Mario Kart 8. Still, I think, like the most gorgeous looking game Nintendo's ever made. The art direction is just immaculate. The courses are crazy. Battle mode was terrible. Absolutely terrible in the Wii U version. Oh, I was. It is a joke. Uh, they fixed that in 8 Deluxe. Uh, but yeah. Mario Just Kart. give me block for it and three balloons. That's all we want. <laughs> this game and 3D World coming out six months apart, to me, was like Nintendo and HD has arrived. Like it is here and it is glorious. That is how I felt. Like New Super Mario Bros. U, it looked fine. It looked bland. Uh, Nintendo Land, kind of the same. Uh, but yeah, 3D World and Mario Kart 8 and Wind Waker HD coming out from like September to May of 2013 to 14. That was like the big coming out party for Nintendo and HD. And yeah, Mario Kart 8 is just phenomenal. We've talked about this game a lot too on the show. You know, I'm going to say something. People might say I'm crazy or, you know, maybe blah, blah, blah. But I, I, as I was playing like some of the newer tracks and like especially like Waluigi Pinball and Mario Kart 8 uh, Deluxe for Switch... If you told me that game is running in native 4K, I would believe you. Some of those tracks look that good. Yeah, there is a there's a weird uh, argument that is always and sorry that I always get on my technical high horse, but like there's a weird argument 
amongst like non non diehard Nintendo fans where they're like, oh my god, well the next Switch is gonna be 4K 60 with DLSS, and I'm like, no, it's not because it doesn't need to. Their art direction is so good, all it needs is 1080p to lock 60. And frame rate's more important than resolution. Like if Breath of the Wild ran at 60 FPS, whoa, whoa, not all, that game. Not even that. Yeah. Like you know, to talk to even speak to like other platforms, like God of War Ragnarok. I'm playing that right now. Um, uh, and and every other PS5 game. Let's be real. I'm not favoring resolution on any of those yeah. games. I'm just not. It's always yep. performance. Yep. Same. All right, and that's our number one. Mario Kart 8 makes sense. I really love the top three when I think of the Wii U. Mario Kart 8, 3D World, Mario Maker. Mario fared well on, on the Wii U. And then Splatoon and Smash. Those are the, my big five, I think, that I, I take away from, from the Wii U era. And that's it. That's our show. Thanks for sitting down talking about the Wii U for over an hour. I love this thing. And it was fun going down memory lane U uh, talking all about the Wii U. And that's it for this special edition of Toadstool Boardroom U. You can find the show on Twitter at ToadstoolBR. Email us, ToadstoolBoardroom at gmail.com. We are weekly show here Thursdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern next week. Odell will be gone and back again to Paldea. To, he's yeah. going to Spain. You going to be logging your adventures at all on, on the social media? or, or Yeah, yeah. Uh, if, you know, you can follow me at Odell Harmon Jr. Uh, I'll probably be posting, uh, you know, cool photos and, like, little tidbits and stuff. Cool. That'll be fun. Yeah, we're excited to talk about Pokemon uh, on next week's show. And for now, you can find Chris Shriver you at... Shrives93. No you in that? No you in I that. Been, I should have. And you can find me <laughs> at Logan J. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Total Soul Board. Have a great week. We'll catch you next time for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet Talk right here in the Total Soul Boardroom.